I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Twenty seconds before we let Thomas Vanek in and, and prepare to get abused. Well, I'm not getting abused. You're getting abused because you're the one who's firing bullets all the time about people being late. Meanwhile, I'm never late. I'm sitting here 30 minutes before we go on every single day. And then all of a sudden, the one day I show up, um, it was 12 minutes late. I got roasted for being 12 minutes late. Meanwhile, I was but already that's at because, the computer for an hour. That's because you set the time. And when you set the time, yeah. Uh, okay. I, can, I I get where you're coming from, but you know what? How about uh, how about our boy Vanner just like chomping at the bit, like almost like is it a little weird that he wants to be like on after the whistle? Like I wonder than- if he wants to come on and tell us how stupid we sounded yesterday talking about Craig Anderson starting, and he's hurt. However, are we supposed res- to know that though? Like I, know, I mean, I'm not. I, he's not hurt, Craig. That's what I'm trying to tell people. He started the Leaf game, and then he started the go. next game three days later. Then he got shelled in 35 minutes against Nashville. Then they said, well, we have four. We'll get you in one more before the end of your career. But we're going to go with the kids now. we got to see what we have. And now you're hurt. He's not even hurt. Let's see what this guy has to say. Morning. Is it? Yeah, it's it's morning. I don't know about a good morning. It's a fucking shit show production. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, I've been saying that for two years now, bud. Let it out. <laughs> Just let it out. Jesus. If you know, if if you guys have there's gotta be some young listeners in college or whatever that's you know, are, are getting a degree in production or whatever. Maybe it's time to hire one of those guys as an intern. Get a little bit more structured here. You know what? The yeah. show could start so I could earlier. I time my coffee, you know, and appropriately. The, the, the and... show could start earlier, and I could join late if if Fathead over there knew how to fucking handle a recording. Or we just had a good, you know, a good listen, intern. A good but, intern but, who but, sends yeah. messages out, detailed. But that's Petey. Like, listen to me. Come on, Banner. You, you Listen, everybody stay in their lane, okay? Everybody know their job. When you know your job on a team that's when things go smooth. Do you agree with that, Vanner? So well, as I, you guys would know, I have realized time, I have an important job on a team. So when I was when I realized <laughs> my position on this team, and That's I true. know Rip, and I take know a seed we five PD's finally the captain. He is he is the GM. He is the he is the 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 coach, the assistant coach, the president captain, of ATW operations. He's Cage Thompson and Darlene. And Devin Levi put together right now. Where's my hat like that, Petey? Come on. Do you like it? Love that hat. Okay, I'll send you one. Banner, do you have a credit card? (laughs) Yes. Then if you do, I I want So I have to pay for it now? Is that what you're telling me? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I got this one for you, man. Thanks for everything else you've done for me over the years. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll send you my credit card number. Oh, How much money do you think you've spent on Petey? In the oh. time that you guys played together in t- in t- in dinners, how many? How much money? Honestly, oh. Vanner, give me a number. I'll give I'm, you a number. No <laughs> idea. In, would you Would you say it's more than five thousand? I, I mean, we usually ate a pretty good restaurants, and it wasn't just Petey and I. Sometimes Petey and I would sneak away for a little dinner date. So but listen, sometimes Vanner we brought just, a couple just, other ones. Don't worry, Vanner. That night at Gretzky's, when we had the apple uh, fajitas or whatever they are, <laughs> yeah, I think in the Heinekens, I think I paid for that one. You, I, yeah, you probably did. Uh, anyway, no, you know what though? It's it's uh, uh you know, I, you get uncomfortable with this shit, manner, But you know what? John Scott just said too recently on his show, you're one of the most, if not the most, generous teammates. Hundred percent true. So it's important that people know that about you too, because I appreciate that. No, who is it? Who is this number one, Petey? Because I read that article too, and immediately, immediately, I felt the exact same thing about Vanner. Vanner, what was awesome about Vanner is Vanner knew that he was literally grossly overpaid and he just wanted to give back <laughs> to the boys. <laughs> you know, I, I, there was times I was overpaid and then there's times like you're underpaid, just like, yeah. you know, most of us. But Well, um, no, I was, I was overpaid literally probably the last 10 years <laughs> of my career. Like, I, I feel really bad. That's why I took guys out for team dinners and everything else. But uh, no, it's just, it's part of who it. Who was right? the other guy? Was the other guy Joe Thornton? Joe Thornton was on the list. Yes. I think that was the two guys that he had mentioned. John Scott mentioned two guys that he had played with Joe Thornton. There were a couple where, honorable mentions on there, but the two San Jose, yeah. Oh, no, that's nice of uh, John. He was always a, a good teammate, fun to be around with. So always nice yeah. to hear those things. Um, anyway, guys, I'm sorry I'm late. I know we fuck around a lot, but I'm sorry I'm late. I, you know, we we're doing uh shred and ragging this morning, and I like to go in studio. So we were talking about uh Devin Levi, and we're gonna see him tonight, I think, gentlemen. First of all, Thomas, what'd you think of his first game? Because I know we all had an opinion on, on him starting, and then mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about the fact that we're gonna see him tonight, and arguably, well, not arguably, s- with certainty the biggest game of the Sabres last decade, at least. Yeah. No, I go back to last Tuesday and I was telling you guys, I was hoping they would start him. You know, I mean, he's, he's to me, he's, he's, he's a great goalie. I mean, I know, I know you can't always compare college to pro, but again, he's, he's matured. He's been for two years, three years of really good high-end goalie. And my biggest thing was, where's the team at? They don't have a number one guy. Why not give the kid a shot? And my point last week was, you know, sometimes you throw in a new kid, it brings some new energy to the team, and that's what it looked like. And I thought his start against the Rangers was impressive because early the Sabres were really locked in. The Rangers looked a bit tired to me from coming off of a back-to-back. Not many shots. Yeah, two shots in the first period. And sometimes that's harder, especially your first NHL game, and you're getting no action. But the kid stayed ready. He stayed locked in. And then by the third period, some of the saves he made, those are not lucky saves. Some of them are lucky, but you can you can say whatever. But some like the Panarin save from the slot, that's a big-time save. That's a guy finding the, finding the you know, just like I relate it to me as a, a net front guy. You know, you always look for where the puck is. You track it. And as a goalie, I thought he did an unbelievable job of tracking and swallowing. Well, that's not what goalies are probably trying to do to see around you. Right. 
Right. So I thought I thought he looked great. He looked confident. He's got this little cockiness swagger to him, which I love. And what did you think of his uh, meditation uh, situation in uh, in between uh, inter- um, commercial breaks? I thought when's it was the last fucking time you, weird. When's the last time you've seen that? <laughs> I heard you guys yesterday or you talk about it. it's fucking weird, but I loved it, too. I'm like, whatever. Let it's the kid do right? what he wants. It's, I do think eventually he's going to have to change because if, you know, say the, say the Sabres go in and he does this in Boston, if they play the Bruins. Fuck, you know, Marshawn's going to go right in front of him and then probably start stretching too or something. Like, <laughs> they're the going to do something to throw this kid out. the greatest thing ever? Oh. You know, Marshawn's just not going to let the kid sit at the top of the circles and he's going to fuck you, with him. Did you get a chance after the game to listen to him speak? Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved how he wanted one-timers on the power play, how he wanted, you know, Panarin to get good looks, and then there are their better players. I mean, that's that's a kid, and and I, I don't know if he's making it up. It seemed he didn't make it up because he seemed very confident in his abilities, and, I mean, I, I he looked great, and I think, I think it's the right decision playing him tonight. Hey, uh, quickly, he got that meditation thing from star wars did you know that his dad loved that i, I saw something stuff. his dad loved star wars and that's that's where he got it from and he yeah. kind of but you know it's it's goalies goalies have routines i do think eventually he's gonna have to change his routine a little bit because i do think teams are gonna fuck uh, with him a little bit but i was shocked he brought it in his first game to the nhl i mean well i, I don't know because it's something he's done in college so it's not like He's bringing something now, is this new. Just a, is this a college thing, or did this happen before? Like, when did he start this? Someone told me his World Juniors bubble, yeah, World Juniors bubble, or something. Someone, someone basically said to us yesterday, in a lot of different ways. Yesterday, I guess yesterday's show was just fucking atrocious, but um, said basically, do your homework. It started around World Junior time. Yeah, I, I believe that's the same. I, I read an article once or, or, you know, in the last day or so. And, and I think that's, I think you're right, PD. Again, I, I don't, that's not so you, research you, that we should do as research, but I do think I, I can see freaking Kachuk fucking with him tonight in the first TV timeout. You think he's going to play tonight? He is playing tonight. Oh, for sure he is. Guaranteed? That has been stated? No, it hasn't been stated, but it hasn't been stated. But is there, is there any other option? But Anderson is not. I know. I know you guys talked yesterday that Anderson should be starting, but sounds like he's injured or In been injured. told been told on the shelf. Which I don't know why they would, because he would be the most calming influence in a situation like that. So, who's the pressure on here? Florida or Buffalo? Oh, Florida for sure. I think Florida. I think Florida because they're they they have more games played. I think they're playing at home. But that doesn't matter. It's Florida. Why, why Florida? Why would they have more pressure than a, than a Buffalo who hasn't made the playoffs in, in, in 11 years? President's because I think they are. Year. They have, you look at their roster, that's more an experienced roster, especially yeah. the trade they did with, you know, to get Kachuk and, and move yeah. Huberto and Uyghur out. I think that's a team that was ex- not expected to make a run, but definitely expected to 
be you know, a playoff team. Be a, be a playoff be, team. They'd be after in a, last not a wild card success. team either. They, I would have imagined they would have thought they would have been in the division leaders. Yeah, I mean, they did lose some good pieces, right? But yeah, I mean, tonight I think the pressure is on them. But you look at it, I mean, they don't have Bobrovsky net tonight. They got you know so. so there's no advantage in that, I think. You got two young goalies. I mean, one is older, but young in NHL experience. And then you got Devin Levi, who almost doesn't know what pressure is at this level yet. For for him, it's it's just like, hey, I get to play another game. I don't I don't even know if he knows the magnitude behind him. And that's why I like that he's playing. The only other guy I would play would be Comrie, probably. I think Comrie has shown at times that he can play really good. You know, at his position, just like he shut out the the Islanders, what ten days ago in a huge game. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's the too. only guy I would be like, ah, are we doing the right thing here? Because this guy has been in the NHL, even though a backup, but he well, has also proven to get some big wins. Correct me if I'm wrong. I would play Devin Levi simply because of the way my team played in front of him the other night. Exactly. Can a star yep. be born in a big way in these types of situations, though? Like, we're talking about, let's just say Devin Levi does play this game. You, you know that the team is going to come prepared. They know that this is the biggest game of their lives. <laughs> I shouldn't say their lives. This is the biggest game of the season, okay? We've said that one time before when they were playing the Islanders about three weeks ago. But this truly, the Sabres, for the very first time in over, over a decade, has put themselves in a position to make the playoffs and they're they're on the outside looking in right now but they're damn close damn close to to an opportunity but they have to seize the day if levi plays there's two ways of looking at it if they lose then you're looking at it going well you know what This is about experience. It's about putting your goaltender, your players in tough situations. And next time you're hoping that they'll, they'll respond better. If Devin Levi wins now, you're now a star is born. And could we be talking about, and I said this to PD the other day, and I know it's like, we're one game in, it's like, holy shit, like order the rings. But if this kid plays his games and continues to play really well. Is he looking at solidifying a position on this team for next year? hundred percent. St- Otherwise he you- wouldn't play. I, it's not like he's playing in meaningless games, you know, just like on power did last year, just to get, get him eight games, nine games, whatever he played under his belt and yeah. see what the NHL is about. If they, if they would, if they wouldn't think that this kid can legit play at the NHL, he wouldn't play tonight. So that tells me he's not Rochester bounds automatically. That tells me that they really like what they have in this goalie, his demeanor, his, you know, we're, we're not around the room, but obviously he must be a very mature 21 year old and calming influence. So they can definitely see him on the roster, but at the same time, it's the biggest game of the year. But you know what? I don't think that they don't have any pressure because three weeks ago we would say that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They need to win these two games. They need to win, and they would lose them. The only thing they got lucky is that the teams around them lost them as well. That's why they're in this position. It's not like they have been playing superb hockey over the last month. It's only they've gone on a run to move them up the standings. They're just kind of winning two in a row, losing two in a row. But so is everyone else around them. So it's not like, to me, there's no pressure at all. Because it's not they haven't done anything to really earn that wild card spot. They're just kind of hanging around because teams around them are losing. Does so that mean me, they, the Rangers win wasn't big? It was big. But let, let me throw this at you guys. Um, I think we've talked a lot about Levi. Unless you guys have another point you want to make on it, let me give you the roster, the lineup for tonight's game for the, what it looked like in practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is uh, per Polly Hamilton. Skinner, Thompson, Tuck, Tage Thompson back for the big game tonight. And it's it's amazing. It's April 4th, and we have got a massive Sabres game to watch tonight. This is the most excited I've been to watch Sabres game since Jack Eichel came in the lineup, his first game against Ottawa. Paterka, Cousin Quinn, Middlestad, Jost, Greenway, Gergensen, Krebs, Oposo, Olafson, Hinnestrosa out. Yeah, that's exactly how I probably would have done it. Olafson and Hinnestrosa are out. Victor Olafson is out. Is of Victor Olafson injured? Played Philly, played Friday, played the 27th, played the 25th. No, he's not injured. He's just... Uh, he's he's a healthy scratch. He's a healthy scratch, right? Because I think Greenway coming back from his injuries looking a little bit better. And I think that's... They're just going with him in that spot where Olafson has been, right? See that goal he scored against the uh, Rangers? Greenway yeah. po- powering himself to the net? I he has scored it. a few like that. I've seen him do that before. And I would, you know, th- those are the types of goals that I would like to see him more often of, of using his size, shielding a puck. And again, I think Donnie has proved in the past that he can, you know, get confidence into these players. And he's He's still not playing the way he should. No, he's still far away. There but needs again, to he, be he, an angry giant in there that yeah, plays yeah, the he, right way and utilizes his body the right way. And he exactly, is, and he hits, and he's you know he hits. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but yeah. there needs to be a little anger in that game. There's very, very, very few people in the entire. And here's the thing: he's not a fighter. Came from the national development program. Okay. I mean, they're not promoting fighting there and and dropping the gloves. They're promoting skills and skating. And and you know this, Vanner. Yep. I, I, when I look at Greenway, um, he's not a fighter, but he can fight. He has fought in the past. And there are very few people in the league that can fight him. Like, there's maybe, what, three players on each team that 
would be able to fight a guy of his size and strength and stuff like that. He just needs to play physical and angry. And that he is going to scare the shit out of so many players. I agree with you, but at the same time, you have to get to that point, I think, in a different mindset. I think what happened here in Minnesota, exactly what you're describing, that's all they wanted out of him. Where I think he's got a way more to give, right? There's a reason he played at the USA program, because he was big and skilled. So I do think he needs to start playing with the puck more, shielding it more, holding on to pucks more. And I think once you do that more consistently, well, then you're then you're skating better, then you're finishing checks. I think those stuff then comes afterwards. But yeah. I think here they expect they looked at him as his frame, and that's all they wanted him to do. Four check and kill guys, right? So I think Donnie will get him. You know, will it happen this year? No, because it's such a short time. But with a good offseason training camp, I think next year you're gonna see a different player. At least I'm hoping you know, for him that he'll be. Yeah. Because when he got here doing those things, you know, when we got here, PD and I talked about this and I, and I said that he's, it's going to take time with him because I think he was in Minnesota. I don't, I think he was not in a good place mentally. I think he was pretty pissed off. He was pretty down on his, on his, uh, production in the league opportunity in the league, you know, maybe took his foot off the pedal a little bit, maybe didn't train as hard. And when he, when the Sabres got him, um, he was, he was a little flat and I said, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for Donnie Granato to get his, his claws into this big man and to figure out how best to play to have the most success. And it's going to take Greenway a little bit of time. And I agree with you, Vanner, that you're going to get the output that you're looking for next year from Greenway because there's going to be discussions with old Donnie and and Christy and Matt Ellis and 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 um, Kevin Adams, and they're going to sit down and they're going to find the solution for this big man. And it's going to come in next year. And I agree with that. Yeah, could use it down the stretch here. Could use a little bit of a uh, glimpse of it here. And next- I think it will. I mean, you know, two goals in a row. So yep. that, that alone. I don't care how great of a goals they are or not to a forward, to a guy who wants to score, that, that goes a long ways in confidence and feeling the ability, hey, I can do this on a nightly basis. So I do think he's going to play a lot better in the next seven games. But besides the confidence and stuff, he he hasn't had a summer in, I think, two years because of his shoulder injuries. So you I know, think having a good summer. In- are, are massive in terms yes. of development. So you so, mentioned the Sabres next seven games, seven games in 11 days to finish out the season. Not an yeah, easy way to go uh, when you're in this position. You know, and, and I keep looking at these standings and I'm like, last week we talked about you're going to need 94 points. No, no. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, later in the conversations, like, geez, you might only need 90. And I, I don't even know anymore what you need because these teams are losing on nightly basis. Like the Islanders put a few games together and they're like, okay, they separate themselves. They're in. And then they lose two in a row again and they're not in. Biggest night of the year. <laughs> biggest night of the year tonight. I'm not even kidding you. You have. Well, you the have, biggest night as far as separator, right? You have Sabres playing Florida. Florida is in that wild card spot. But guess who else is playing? The team that's just above the Sabres and that's Pittsburgh Penguins. And they're playing New Jersey. Right. In New Jersey. That that game there 
is going to be a huge, huge game. Now Come you got to realize. Lindy. Come on, you got to realize. Listen, Lindy and the New Jersey Devils got absolutely embarrassed by Winnipeg. They got spanked six to one. You know that in that environment, because we've all been there, that that's not a fun time after that type of game. Okay, this team is going to be prepared when they go and play Pittsburgh at home. They've had a couple days. They've had a day in between to kind of relax after that road trip. They will be ready to play Pittsburgh. But again, you got Pittsburgh. They're, the pedigree on that team of winning is, is huge. Is Does Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and the boys have enough to push forward to get themselves into the playoffs, or is this dynasty over? Well, Pittsburgh's- well, the dynasty's coming slowly to an end, but mainly, I would say, with that team, is because of goaltending that they can score goals. But then you, know, you look at the loss they had to Detroit a few nights back. It's not that those guys aren't showing up or those guys aren't scoring goals or making plays. It's just. They can't keep the, it, it's like the Sabres, right? If they would have had a number one, legit number one goalie, they would be in the playoffs right now. And I think yeah. same with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They don't have that goaltender. They're scheduled to finish the season. New Jersey tonight, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, Columbus. Those last. Yeah, so 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 call it six points. That puts them at 92. That's what I was going to say. Call it six points. Yeah. So Guaranteed. 92, is that enough? I don't know. So that if, if 92 is there, what do the Islanders have left? They only have four games left. Yeah, I'll pull them up right now. So for them to get to 92, they would have to go Tampa two, Bay. One one. If, if they, they don't play three, until if Thursday, they go three they and have, one, it puts them at 90, 93. They so if they Tampa go three Bay, and one, they're in. Philly, Washington, Montreal. The Sabres by far have the hardest schedule. Okay. So so we're we're thinking 92 will will probably be the low number, right? Or D number. The Sabres need six wins to guarantee. Or a five one and one. Yeah. And even that's cutting it close. And even then, you're still relying on a lot of teams around you. Like if Pittsburgh runs the table, which they could, you know, they win that New Jersey game and they beat the Minnesota Wild. It's like, I'm not saying it's a realistic thing, but I'm just saying that it's yeah, it's it's here it is. We we don't even have to look at that far. You look tonight. If you if you lose tonight, I think you're out. So listen to me, Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins yeah, tonight right. play New Jersey. Their next game against Minnesota Wild, which Minnesota is going to want to win that game. New Jersey and Minnesota are playing for something, and they're elite teams. But here's where it gets really, really dicey. You have the Detroit Red Wings, who are, you do not know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Okay, They're dangerous. The next one is Chicago, which Chicago is in a mode of, they will not win another game the rest of the year. Basically, what he's saying is that, Sabres aren't going to make it, and Pittsburgh's going to win those last couple games. Makes sense. I mean, you can shit on our parade today. Even if Pittsburgh does that, you have to understand that the Sabres have three games in hand on the Islanders. If the Sabres take care of their business, they're right there. They're tied with the Islanders. 
Well, that's yeah, everybody's we, we saying. To, I just went over it, the Islanders' schedule. They have Tampa, Philly, Washington, and Montreal. They can they'll win two of those. There's four points. Now what? Tonight, tonight's tonight is you're either in or you're out because yeah. if you lose tonight, Florida goes to 87 points. Now you're six behind. Yeah. And I don't care about your games in hand. Yes. Yeah. You are you're out. Tonight's game is is basically everything, and it's going to tell the tale of a lot. And on top of that, if Pittsburgh can lose the game tonight against New Jersey, then let me tell you, baby, the Sabres might be in a position to to hold their own fate. Right? They because have to they win have regulation. The, can't can't be an overtime or yeah. shootout, right? Tonight. Yeah. It's exciting though. When's the last yeah. time we've had an uh, Petey, we've been doing this together for how many years now? Seven, eight, eight years we've been doing this. And every single year we've been doing the draft simulator since December. Yeah. And now but, we're talking about the Sabres have a chance. They have a chance to do something. On April 4th, by the way, my mom's birthday. But not only that, happy birthday, mom. Someone sent us something, a Buffalo Sabres calendar. And every guess every day, there's a fun fact at the bottom. And the fact says... Craig Reve was captain of the Sabres from 0809 to 2010-11. Look at this. On the day of the biggest game of the millennium. How about that one? Happy birthday, Mom. When I say we now have six, six what? The hockey world now has six this year. After last night. 100 point scores. There you go. Good man. Jason Robertson, man, four points last night, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, before last night and his four-point game, he became the first-ever uh, Dallas star to get 100 points, which I found to be fascinating. Yes, because the game before the four-point game, he became the top scorer um, yeah. in Pass a single Mike season. Modano. There you go. And I think Mike Medano had 93 points. He yep. ended up getting 94 four points or whatever. Um, or maybe it was if 94 and then went to 96. But anyway. Well, he had you know, four yeah. last night and he's at 101. So going into last night, he had, he definitely had 97. Yes, he had 97. So how, how that worked out, I don't know. Um, but there's going to be a lot more than the six already, right? I mean... Nugent Hopkins gonna hit it. McKinnon's gonna hit it. Elias Pettersson in Vancouver's gonna probably hit it. Mitchie Marner's gonna hit it. Eric Carlson's gonna hit it. You think Carlson Carlson look at it. Let's look at our guarantees. McKinnon and Nugent Hopkins are going to hit it. They have three. They have three. Uh, three points to go. Elias Pettersson has ninety six points. He's gonna hit it. Mitch yep. Marner, Carlson. I I mean it's it's a 50-50. They have five points to go. I think they can both hit it. And I Patterson's got he, six games, and in those six, he's got Chicago, Anaheim, and Arizona. It doesn't matter who he has. It doesn't matter. He'll, you know, he'll, right? he'll get power play in this. Yeah. Eric Carlson's gonna for sure get it. You don't think they're gonna push him out over the boards every other shift to get it? Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, Vanner. Uh Eric Carlson would be the first defenseman to hit 100 points since Brian Leach in 92-93 season. 
I mean, I'm not yeah, a Carlton uh, fan, really. I don't know why. I, I just obviously I appreciate his talents and and everything, but I need to see this. I yeah, need to see a defense. I mean, get that. points. It's it's you know it's it's a different game. I mean, we have talked about it. It's it's just more skilled. It's more offensively, way more rush chances. I mean, it's not too far back. I remember I, I was still playing, and then Jamie Ben won won the league with I think in mid eighties or something like 87 that, eighty seven or eighty six points yeah. or something like that. I mean, back back then, I mean. Uh, back then is not even that far removed, right? Like you have 50, 60 point seasons. You were a stud. You were a, a good, good hockey player in this league. Now you're, you're now 50 points is, is your third line guy. You almost expect him to get to, to 50 points. I think Jerome yeah. Ginla was one of the first players to win the Art Ross with under 100 points. No, I mean, even look at goal scoring, right? Rick Nash won at one time the, the, the goal scoring race, I think, with 45. 45 yeah he was tied he was tied that year yeah yeah, he was tied that that year with Kovalchuk I think right could have been yes yes and and look at Jamie Ben Jamie Ben in one of his years if you remember um had 80 is that who you're talking about pretty sure pretty sure Vanek already mentioned that wakey wakey yeah, I, I, I'm, I was like I'm, looking at stat, I'm looking at stats right now. So, you know, the funny thing is when you look at the top 20 scores in the league, if you guys have this on your computers at home, go and look at the top 20 scores. And out of the top 20 scores, is there a name on there that kind of, um, I'm not saying doesn't deserve to be there. But when you look at the name, you're thinking, holy shit, was that a quiet, awesome season? To me, it's Nugent Hopkins. That's a good one, Vanner. That was not my guy. Petey, what, what are your thoughts on, your, on the top 20 in the league? Is there one player that just like, holy jumping, that's a really quiet season, but he had an awesome season. Right, Tim Stutzle. I think he, he knew it was good, but 84 points is this... 37 snipes, yeah. 37 snipes and 84 points. Is that not, is that not a quiet, incredible season from that young man? Am yes, I out of line? Absolutely. Am I out of line for saying Sidney Crosby? No, you're not. Uh, I've you're been not all this line, young but, talent, you know, I still, not, but, but it's not a name that I'm like, wow, he's still doing it because he has been doing it for, you know, he's, he's a hockey nut. He keeps himself, in tremendous shape, but obviously, you know, a top 20 score of 88 points right now. It's, it's, yeah, you're definitely not wrong. I wonder what happens in the Kachuk family when they go home in the summertime and they're sitting around, uh, you know, they're on the patio or whatever, and they're sitting there talking about their season. And, you know, Matthew, the older one, the instigator looks at Brady and is like, Hey, you're going to train this summer, bud. You gonna try and get a hundred points like I do every year, bud? It's you know just, what I would say it, if I were Brady. <laughs> you say another word, and you're gonna be uh, well, losing a few. I chicklets. wouldn't even go. You know, he doesn't even have to go that route. I'd say, yeah, you might get a hundred points, but I bet thirty of the thirty-two teams would take me over you any day of the week. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Really? I would take take Brady 10 times out of 10. And why is that? 10 times out of 10 over Matthew. I don't know. I like both of their games. 
So Matthew, Matthew in 74 games, 38 goals, 102 points, plus 26, 92 penalty minutes. Just a shit disturber like you, you can't imagine. Like he, he's got to be the greatest in the league at, at, at being the shit disturber. But when you look at. Well, he's um, the greatest power forward, right? No one Brady, else plays Brady, like him. Brady Kutruck has 34 goals. Now, is he, is he playing with Barkoff every night? Nope. Um, but Brady Kachuk has 34, 78 points in 77 games. I mean, he's like, that's insanely impressive year. And they're, and they're not, they're not dissimilar in the way that they play. It's just that Brady is looking to fight more. Right. Which yeah. I'm not, again, it's like, I, I love that, but I, I kind of don't want my top guy doing that, but I like how he he's engaged all the time. He scares the shit out of people, but two hell, two unbelievable players. Do you guys have any, I agree. Yeah. On the NHL heading to Australia to start the season. What long flight. Have you not heard this, Greg? No, the NHL is heading to Australia. The LA Kings and Coyotes will be playing in Australia at the start of next season and the possibility Why? of two other teams joining while we're trying to grow the game. There's That's a hockey, you know, there's a hockey league in Australia. Stupidest right? thing there's a I've pro ever hockey heard in my life. I don't, I don't think it's stupid. I think it's awesome. I, I mean, like I said, I, I did the trip with Buffalo to Germany and Finland. It was a great time. I think it's an awesome time to, to explore as a, just like an individual. And I'm from there, so I've been to those places before. But when I was in Vancouver, we went to China. I don't I don't think I would ever go to China on my own. So it was really freaking awesome to just, you know, sightsee, see the culture, bond with your teammates, see different things. Australia would be awesome to go to. The problem is, man, you are no way. No way. Ah. It's too You'll... it's too how long's the flight? It's twenty hours, probably. Twenty like eighteen. 20 hours flight like do you know what that does to the players like to start a season i mean it just it I, makes, I think china makes, was 16 hours it's not a big deal no you come sense. back and you get five six days off or five you know in between your next game not a big deal i think it's great continue to do it and see explore who knows you might go over there and i don't know where they're playing in melbourne or sydney and they might get a packed house and it, it's it might be awesome isn't there a there's a kid in the league from Australia, isn't there? Yeah, Walker plays in St. Louis, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We doing this for one player and we're not even taking his team or what? <laughs> well, I don't know if we're doing it for one player, right? It's it's a big, big market. I mean, obviously the NHL going to China, I think they probably were hoping to get more traction over there. it seems like they're more baseball and, and basketball. But who knows? Maybe Australia is a niche for the NHL where they can and get what? What are they? What are they going to get? Your I, I just. I. Do you know what? I didn't be- even know. I didn't even know they had hockey in Australia. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not lying. It, it's. I'm sure they have hockey rinks over there. But yeah, are they watching? Are they watching the National Hockey League? Are they watching? you know, European hockey, are they watching the KHL or like, I don't know those, the numbers, but I think it's, 
it's crazy to think that you're going to go over to Australia, fly there 20 hours there and 20 hours back. And, you know, you're, 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 what market are you trying to expose? Well, there must be a market because you think Gary Batman and NHL is going to pay for all of this. So there is a promoter over there that is paying for it. Just like when I was in China with Vancouver, there was a promoter who paid for all of it. So there must be some money, something behind it because Gary why Batman Arizona, wouldn't spend LA? that money. Why Arizona, LA? Because we all know Connor Bedard is going to be an Arizona Coyote. And there's no better way to sell the game. I think then, it's because it's a West Coast trip is a little bit easier than for an East Coast team, maybe. Fuck, Thomas. Why do you got to be so logical? But uh, he's not going to go to Arizona. Oh, it's wherever the lottery ball falls, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's wherever Gary places him, but yeah, it won't exactly. be in Arizona. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, it, it better not be Chicago. Better not be Chicago. It is going to be Chicago. Better be no. San Jose. I want to, you know, if why? Gary Bettman ever wanted to step in and do this for HRR, Jedi hockey related revenues, it would, it would be the greatest thing in the last decade for, for the league, the money that they would generate by having Connor Bedard in Chicago, which is one of the biggest markets in the league, would be huge. When Crosby was picked, is, is Pittsburgh one of the biggest markets? No, they were a suffering market. They yeah. were going to lose their team, and Sidney Crosby saved that yeah. organization. That yes. turned out all right, right, with with ratings and then viewership. Well, I, it, I turned out, it turned all right for uh, Mary Lemieux. Yeah, but also the city, right? They got a new building. They got everything. Viewership is, I think it's good. I think he's going to go to Columbus. I think Columbus, you'll, you'll, again, it's, it's, uh, I mean, if you I were there, Connor it's, Bedard, it's a good town. And I get drafted it's, by Columbus. I'm sitting in my seat like Eric Lindros. No, no way, no man. chance. No he's going to go in and Listen, then he's going to put up 80, 90 points with Goudreau. Columbus was I'm sorry. beautiful. Columbus it, it was is, beautiful. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying a kid from West Vancouver, Canada. Does not want to go and be the face of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Not that he, he has a shit. Where's the face? He's going to play in the NHL, and he's going to elevate that. We already know he's like going to play in the Crosby NHL, though, Thomas. Ago. We already know he's going to play in the NHL. So I mean, there's no way. Like Eric Lindros knew he was going to play in the NHL. Eric, Lindros who was the most sought after pick in the last? 40 years. Connor McDavid, Eric Lindros, one of the two. Eric Lindros, like Eric, the the I can still remember when Eric Lind, when they were talking about Eric Lindros. He was larger than life. He was larger than life. He was just something out of a fairy tale. And he chose he chose and I didn't like the decision. I didn't like him backing out of not wanting to go to Quebec, but it is what it is. I don't think I, I agree with Van. I don't think that Connor Bedard cares at all where he's going to go. You look at the teams right now that he has a, a good opportunity to go to. Who's he, one's who's San he, Jose? Thomas. One's Arizona. One's uh, San Jose. Anna, yeah, San, San Jose is in it. San Jose is going to be picking fourth. 
Columbus is going to be picking third, Anaheim second, Chicago's first. But that's just like if Chicago gets last in the league, they're only picking what, 20%, 25%? Yeah. There's a 75% chance that he's not going to Chicago. It's just you want the best odds with this kid. I think Gary's going to play some Columbus. Columbus, you know, they, they sell out. They got a great fan base. It's a city that hasn't had much success. I hated that horn. I hated that horn. The cannon? Yeah, it's oh awful. God. It's awful. So but one thing I they think they're to willing to spend money, and I think that's the thing that Arizona doesn't do, right, or is not willing to. Columbus, they were, I mean, who, who would have thought that Goudreau would have signed? And a deal in Columbus. So they're obviously they're showing their ownership that they're willing to spend money. I wonder if that's was the sales pitch. We already know we're getting Bedard. Gary's going to give them to us. Come here a year early. Take a year off. Yeah. And then we'll reset next year. We, we look get- at number 25 in the league, Vancouver Canucks. Oh my God. It would be a magical place for him to go. He's from Vancouver. I mean, that would that would set that market, which is yeah, a Canadian big market. market Canadian, Canadian market. market doesn't need him. Yes, they do. I mean, oh my God. I mean, the the amount of money that Vancouver would make by having this kid would just be through the roof. Oh. Philadelphia Flyers, yeah. 26, would be a great place for this kid. Arizona, they go to Arizona. I'm literally quitting hockey, broadcast, you know, everything. If it, it, It's ridiculous if he would end up in, in I Arizona. I don't get that mindset. Did you hear um, uh, Ron McLean when he was talking to Elliot Freeman? And Jeff and Jeff Merrick, he's talking about the Ottawa Senators. Okay, the Ottawa Senators. Did you hear this? Are 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 for sale? Okay, and right now breaking news. Fuck. Hold on, they have a buyer that is negotiating right now, but the Senators are four hundred and fifty million dollars in debt. What's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that the Ottawa Senators were $450 million in debt? What was the first thing that came to my mind? Connor Bedard. No. If fucking Senators are $450 million in debt, how much is Arizona in debt? Right? Am I right? Petey, you're 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 a player rep. We sat in the meetings, all these meetings I hated to go to, but I'm going to tell you right now, Arizona is a pit, and they've been like that for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And well, I think and, uh, Jr. was on there, and you, we, we you guys talked about and discussed it. I think the biggest reason why is because of the locations of the arenas that that just uh, Florida Panthers. If they would be in Miami, they would and, – and that's what I don't understand. That's where Gary went wrong with these teams. I think the franchises have an in Arizona. I think it would be great for him to be there. If if this new building happens in two years, awesome. They're going to be great. But it's, it's, not just, it's not just about location, though. Like Florida Panthers, when I played there, Petey played there, you played there. We had games against them that there was like 2,500 people in the stands. There was more Sabres fans coming to the game that were like, you know, cheering for us. And that went on for years and years in Florida because they sucked. Now, I went to a Florida game last year. I was shocked. I sent videos to Petey saying, 
You would not believe this building right now. This is a team that is winning. This is when you have a winning team, an organization that wins games, the fans will come. Yeah, that's well, fine. The fans the last come, time. how much are they paying for the tickets? That's the difference. That represents a true hockey market. You can put fans anywhere if you're going to give them $5 tickets. But if they're going to pay $100 for the top seats, like when Buffalo's good Katie, for, it, for 15 years, the tickets were were nothing in Florida and people did, still didn't show up. They were giving away true, tickets and people that, that's didn't not want a to true, show up. A, a true hockey market is when your team is shitty and the building is still, okay, you know, okay. maybe not sold out, but getting 14, 15. Yeah. Arizona like the Columbus Blue Jackets been, right now, they're the last place team. Yeah. And it was a packed house the other night. That, yes. That's, I mean, as much that's as you market. don't want to admit, that's a hockey market. Yep. Were they it's, a small, it's a small market, for their team but it's a hockey market. Curious question. Were they rooting for their team to lose? They, I, probably, but I don't know. I think they, again, but that's a, that's a small town. It's a rink downtown. People, it's it's easy to get to. You live in a neighborhood. It's 20, and a really nice minutes. area. And a nice area. Fort Lauderdale, that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a day trip. You want to go to the game? Arizona Coyotes, like you live in Tempe or Scottsdale, that's a it's not football where it's eight home games and it works. It's a day trip. You have to plan. How do I get there? When do I want to leave? Traffic, this and this. Oh, if we do go, then it's a forty-five minute. I, I won't yeah. be home till midnight. Forty-one yeah. times a year. All I can say is, if you have a winning team, the fans will show up. Arizona has not had a winning team. ever therefore fans don't show up fans don't want to go to the games they're not in a good location but if they were winning they would show up just like in carolina do you remember back in carolina when that team was winning games now they're winning games now and they pack that building but there was a time where carolina wasn't very good and they they had 7500 fans 7500 fans that was Chicago, right? That's because they weren't winning. Draft simulator before we get out of here. Let's do it. There we go. Chicago Blackhawks, number one. Columbus Blue Jackets move up one to number two. Anaheim Cups one to number three. Should I do it again? I'm not happy with that one. I'm not leaving here until we get to one. <laughs> One more. San Jose up three. Arizona number two pick. Chicago drops two to number three. I can live with that. Vanner. There awesome as usual, man. What's the prediction for tonight? Five three win tonight for the Sabres. Five three. I'm saying four two Florida. Wow, what an asshole. What a what? Edit that out. Do it again. Okay, go ahead, Banner. What's uh, what's your pick? Four two Florida. I just <laughs> it's I just think it's I don't know. It's a young team and experience. I think that Florida has a little bit more experience. Again, the only the question mark is right for both teams is goaltending. Really, I like, don't have Levi. What do you like? I, I don't just understand don't where see you're going. The Sabers winning this game. I want to believe they will. I think they can. Do I think they do? I think this is going to be another and a good lesson for them in the road to making it and understanding the the magnitude of these games heading into next year. All right, I'll change mine. They'll win two enough, and Levi's going to have a forty-two safe shutout. 
Still and then they're going to re-sign him this summer for eight years at 9.5. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator 76 And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.